You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. So if you haven't, I guess if you're watching the video, are we still on main cam one? I think I still got it. So you're watching the video part, you're actually going to see multiple camera angles. Go. What do you got going on here? Nice. Okay. And then you got the other camera? Right. The, so is that stage left, stage right, or how are we thinking? Left and right? Technically, right now, we're on stage left. That's me. I think. Is that correct? I don't yeah. know. That side, stage left. Yeah, yep, that's me. I never did the But it's not facing theater. you. You didn't have it's to take a theater the, class? The camera's on the left, but it it's facing on right. perspective you're trying to get at. If you're trying to get at the that's, camera It's angle, really confusing. Yeah. It's, it's a little rough. Yeah. All right, whatever. We've got cameras that are changing. Subscribe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Subscribe, and you'll you'll figure this out along with us. It's just, yeah. You guys listen audio-wise. We have some cool stuff happening on the the video side on YouTube, so check that out. We're getting there. This is a bonus episode, so we're just getting our feet wet with this cool technology. For real. You know, all that fun stuff. And before we get to that, make sure you hit that subscribe and like button. called it out. Um down there yep. so you can follow along with us and all of our stories we tell and white lies that we talk what about. What you talking about? So. Those are only deer hunters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you what, it might be a good weekend. Yeah. Everything's going on. Man, we are rocking now. Oh, yeah. I know we've said this before, but. How, yeah, how's the store been? It seems like every time we get on, we talk about how everything's up and it rolling. It started. Well, it doesn't, doesn't but stop. But now weather now yeah, it's just it's it's this was the very... last little part of yeah. the puzzle so when we were recording this podcast we were like three days you know past an 85 degree day like monday was like 85 mm-hmm. right yeah. and now we have a chance of snow next week and what? like lows in the 20s here i'm pulling up the weather right up now. north up north up, uh, uh, where Missouri. our where our spots are yeah chance of snow tuesday no way no way yep wow Tuesday. Okay, so let's go to daily here. So it looks like on so Sunday is a low. I'll probably of, be sick. Low of twenty eight. Monday and Tuesday is low of twenty nine. Wow, that's well, what I'm saying. Like, man, better get in the marsh while you can. North yeah. zone, baby, or bring your ice skates. North zone, Missouri. Yeah. If you guys are listening from other states, we have a north zone opening up. It was technically, the, if you're listening to this, it was the yeah. last weekend. But for us, it's coming up. On the yeah, the twenty eighth was the opener. North Zone or is and, and was Halloween for North Zone. It just happened if you listen to this. Yeah. And Halloween weekend is a big weekend for deer hunters to get out, um, which we're going to get into this in a little bit, but like superstitions and things that you always talk about. Like for me, Halloween yep. is like my day. And it happens to be, um, you know, the duck opener in the North Zone, which is where I'll be hunting. Uh, the cold front moving in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also youth rifle, so I got to put my blaze on if you're out there. Really? Yeah. Youth rifles this weekend? Uh-huh. So it's like, holy cow. <laughs> so it's just all all at once. Yeah. Yeah. We went from 85 to like a week worth of rain, and it's just temps are just dropping. Yeah. You, were you watching water levels? Yeah. I, I got a report that one of the reservoirs... Is up three feet already. What? Yeah. 
that fast. I didn't feel like it rained that much. I don't I mean, feel, I feel like, like it's it did been either. Been raining, but it's not like a torrential downpour. Well, I've also heard from a couple of my I think buddies just the consistency. A couple of buddies saying that the farm ponds that they normally hunt are like dry, like no water. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But it's supposed to chances of rain are like throughout for the, whole the next week. three four days. Yeah, I can't wait to check my rain gauge when it's all done. Yeah. So that's guys. exciting. Yeah, I've got a rain gauge. <laughs> He's the range gauge. Do you not have a rain yeah. gauge? No. no. I look outside and go, yeah, it's wet. Yeah, it's a little muddy. A little muddy. And if I need to find reservoir levels or like river levels or something, there's a interwebs. Never ever paid attention. Got to get on my dial up. Yeah, I don't know. Now imagine if you're going to hunt a mud flat, you don't have to sit on an exposed bank. Imagine mm-hmm. how nice that's going to be. I yep. doubt the water yep. levels are going to be that high this year, but, you know, there's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. They could hold the water. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because, Chandler, weren't you saying that, like, last year you had, like, 40 yards of exposed dirt? Yeah. From 100%. the tree line to the water. 40s. Yeah. That's a little stretch. The place where we walked in? Yeah. No, that was that 40. That was 40 yards. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was in nothing. fact, I thought you took me to a field. <laughs> I remember. I felt weird because, yeah. like, you could barely see. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it what night? is Chandler got me doing? And I thought when I came out of the, the you the walk woods? through the timber a little bit and then it opens up, but I hadn't hit the where the mud flat was. So to me, it was just a big giant field, and I'm like, we have to walk yeah. all the way as far as I can see to get to water. Yeah, yeah it was, was kind of- dry. If you didn't know 100% from Onyx that there's water in front of you somewhere, you'd, think you'd be you like, were, I am lost. I'm let's in the wrong go back. spot. Yeah. Because we had to walk a ways to find the edge of the water. Yes. And then you could still walk out there another 50, 60 yards into the water. Yeah. Oh, I could. I, I walked way out there. Yeah. yeah. Way out there. Yeah. We're going to get off topic a little bit, but that was with Clyde Edwards. Yeah, old, old shout out to Clyde. Yeah. He's been running the ball this year a little bit. Yeah. Still hanging helping, around. Helping out Pacheco over there. Yeah. Let him catch a breath, and yep. he's doing some work, too. Yeah. Um, a little more playing time this year since he was a little, little injured A little beat up year, last year. So I know. We went with him last year. He won't have as much break this year. That guy, man, he threw up an A-frame over his shoulder like it was a freaking. Oh, really? He's like, I'll grab it. It was yeah. like nothing. I remember. And it was uh, a Graston A-frame. Yeah, I had a couple of buddies that were on the football team at K State, and we hunted a couple of times. You make them carry it. All. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They just right on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, we go. And Clyde, he's not like six seven. Like he's shorter than me. Yeah, my buddies yeah. were linemen. But he's just picked up a, a Goosebuster three man line like it was nothing. Fully grunt. Yeah, it was like. And we're over here like, don't around you hurt your knee? I'm like, I'll be tripping in no pothole. Yeah, Andy Reid going to be calling me up. Hey. Yeah. But, yeah, well, so I'm super excited. I was able to get out for my first time yeah, you're hunting asking this about year, a, finally. You're asking about processing, you know. <laughs> Travis, I had to put yeah. out the – Travis Mueller said Patrick's, Patrick's, Patrick's garage. garage. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's not going to work. I, I don't mind. I would do it myself. My thing is not having the setup. And what I mean by that is not the space, but like a nice – station whether it was in my garage or whatever but i'd like Mm. you know people call them skin and sheds or whatever Mm -hmm. you know an outbuilding nice everything stainless steel so you can just spray it down there's a drain hang your deer up i bought a uh one of those plastic 
folding tables. I mean, yeah. Even that, like just something to. Yeah, we had to do. You know, we had to fold up a table, and I have all the. And I live in town, so that don't matter. Well, I don't want to hang my deer off my deck. Not to mention then my dogs, and I just don't want to mess out there. Then mm-hmm. pretty soon, my dogs come running in. They're covered in blood, and yeah, like what the heck happened? So, nope. For now, I'm I'm taking it to no, the processor. Giving you, which I feel like they're just closing. Really. Like, there used to be a lot more when I was younger. There was a place I used to go. They don't do it anymore. Three places have closed in the last five years. It's a bummer. Up north. Uh, so there's still some around. But um, anyways, so I needed a place just in case. And then my what? uncle commented. He was the last one to come and goes, don't worry, you're not going to get one. <laughs> so <laughs> What's his name? Uncle Uncle Bob. Thanks, Uncle Bob. Oh, Uncle Craig <laughs> up there in Iowa. Well, Pat, when was the last time you shot a deer? Mm. Hey, don't put that on him. That is a good question. Probably three years now. This is the year. This is it. Last year, I didn't even... Well, I did see some. During rifle, I didn't see a deer. It didn't seem like you hunted I don't much know what last happened. year. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, from, from knowing Pat for 10 years or so, when he starts bow hunting... He's he's bow hunting for yep that's it the next I six, will bow eight hunt weekend until we're done until he's got a couple down so um what or what processing place did you end up thinking about what um, area so there's one um, north of Cameron well I just it's called uh, Brown's mm. Meat Processing in uh, Pattonsburg Missouri gotcha shout out to them so apparently he's a cousin of one of my good friends. There you go. So I'm gonna try that. Try that place old, out. So and it's not too far. Friend of a cousin discount was uh, from Cameron. It's 30 minutes from there. So a lot of people go to like Nadler's. The problem is where we're at. You know, you're about 45 minutes back home, and then another hour there, and then an hour. So you're almost three hours of driving, mm-hmm. going back and forth. I was like, nah, that's a little too much. I'll just do it myself then for sure. Yeah, just yeah. do it in the tree in your front yard. Yeah. I mean, you call the call the squad. We'll get up there. I got all. I mean, Josh has all of it. We'll too. figure I got it all out. Of it. Yeah, and, and I've got some friends. Like, if I just want to do hamburger, I mean, that's that's real saying. easy. I've got some people with just the grinders. We'll just knock the, it yeah, out. That's what I do. So, I do. Um, do you grind it when you're taking it off the carcass, or do you put it in the freezer? No. If I was really good. No, I mean, still, I like to I like to cube it and put it in like cookie sheets and then get it cold so it yeah. goes through the grinder really well. Yeah, yeah, that's what bone it out and yeah. and clean it all up and then you've got your pile you're going to use for hamburger. You got your you rump know, roast, your, your back roast, your tenderloins. Yeah, and then all the certain cuts out. that you want to cook. Yeah, you know, and some people though they just take their whole deer hamburger, no yeah. matter. You know, I just don't go through enough hamburger. I mean, how even many- though it's all this same really but i'm, I'm telling steaks you and tenderloins the back straps the roasts you know do like a mississippi yeah. mud roast to be quite honest i am hamburger jerky and then steak cuts like tenderloin and back strap and then i think rump roast i think is about the only other and i'll make I some sticks or something but i, don't, I just haven't always good for haven't messed snacks. around with sticks too much i usually my jerky is you know strip like cutting strips and stuff and all that stuff but but hamburger is like 
easy button for me. He can make tacos. He can make hamburger helper if you're that desperate. He can make burgers, obviously. Sloppy Joes. Sloppy oh, yeah. Joes. Meatloaf, meatballs. You just spaghetti, skies chili. Of, yeah, spaghetti, chili. You just tacos, go for it. Enchiladas. Easy button, man. Literally any, th- any sort of Mexican food you can make. 100%. Yeah. So, like, how many one-pound packages of ground meat do you think you'd get off a deer if you just did grind and then backstrap tenderloin steaks? Right, so, Pat, do you have it in your head? Sometimes uh, I have, like, 40 or 50. I'd say for the, just the whole deer? Whole deer. Yeah, you're probably pushing the 40. 40 pounds I think, of like, meat? I take all the leftovers and I still get, like, because I like the one pounds. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to deal with. Yeah. Um. And in the one pound, when I am done doing steaks and roast and everything else, I still get probably 10 to 15 one pound. So mm-hmm. if I didn't have all that other stuff, that's at, at least double, if not more. And when you grind it, what do you grind with it to add fat? Ooh, I like this question. I don't know. Because I use beef Pork. tallow or beef oh. fat. Yep. But a lot yeah. of people use pork. But I have found a source to get beef tallow, and it makes it – you can't tell the difference between a nice grass-fed burger and that deer burger when I use beef tallow. I believe it. And I, I, uh, and I go into this butcher shop, and they literally hand me, like, all the fat from a rear end of one side of a cow. It's, like, the size of my torso. I'm like, I don't need but, like, a, a dinner plate. I mean, Are I, they know. selling it to you or giving it to you for free? They're selling it to me really darn cheap. Hmm. Yeah. Like, it don't cost, it don't right. cost much. They I got, give you this huge grocery, like, trash bag, not even grocery sack, this trash bag of beef towel. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? Yeah, I think I found a spot that sells it for, like, a dollar a pound. Really? Yeah. And do you see a big difference oh, man. between that and I just feel like, like it, pork fat? I feel like well, deer is so different from pork, and that pork fat's going to just taste now, different. Now, the, I know that the pork fat is great. I know I've had it, and it's a very it's probably more popular than the beef, to be quite honest. But it's, you know, I don't know. Pork fat's hard to get yeah, because a lot the, of these custom butcher shops, they're going to just use that to make sausage. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you could go to your local meat yeah. shop and say hey that's kind of what i was thinking i was how just like, much I, beef tallow you know can i get for whatever and, and so and i just bought some two weeks ago beef tallow yeah. yeah so i've got some ducks i'm gonna make some ground products with and uh, i wanted pork fat because i was gonna make brats and mm. they're like yeah we don't sell our pork fat we only use that to make sausage really they said you can go buy the pork bellies and grind it and mix with that yeah but they also sold me some beef fat. And I was like, oh, that'll work good. I'll so just take some they duck. sell. Yeah, I'll just take some duck and some beef trimmings and grind those together and make hamburger. Yeah. I mean, and then the only Why thing not? about the place I went to is they didn't have it, like, immediately. Like, I had to go back the next day. Oh, I got you. Yeah, this place I went to, they were, like, trimming steaks right there. Oh, really? And they just, like, grabbed it off the table yeah. and packaged it up. And they might, have, they might have it in certain times. But, like, the time I went in, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll have you some tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. okay. Uh, when I was in college, I actually, uh, there was a grocery store that you'd have to call ahead and they'd say, yeah. save trimmings for you. But yeah, I'd say if you're trying to get trimmings or just like straight up pork fat, beef fat, call ahead. Yeah. And you can kind of do your math on, you know, roughly how much deer meat you're going to have to do and grind. And then What's you can do your 10%, split you know, that you like, you know, I think. I'm shooting for, um, you know, by the end of it, I'm shooting for like an 85 or 90, 10 or something like that. Yeah, but I'd say probably you, about that. I can't, I can never get 
I'm not, I'm not like super scientifically weighing these out and perfectly. I'm just kind of like, here's a cookie sheet. There's 90% and then there's 10. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not an exact science. And sometimes I go a little bit more on the, the beef tallow just to make sure I'm Or you can just do it in 10 pound increments. Just measure out nine pounds of your venison and one pound of your fat. Yeah. Say you got 20 pounds. Yeah. Just do it twice. But nice. It's not an exact science, but well, it maybe works. I'll be buying beef tallow here soon. I mean, it's yeah, it's good stuff. So I'll probably get out Sunday morning though. I'm thinking about but with this cold front. Should I be out Sunday and Saturday. Probably hear a lot of shooting going on because there'll be some. I hope you hear my wife shoot a deer. Duck hunters. I'm gonna scream. Let me hear some duck. I'm gonna hunters, give you a big though. old owl hoot. And drive by and yeah, just owl hoot. Yeah. Definitely, we'll hear some shots in the morning though oh, of sure. waterfowlers. You think so? Oh yeah, there'll be a few, especially in that marsh. Mm. Well, this week, this road. weekend's. I don't think it's. A, is it open? Is that's north? Is it north? north Barely, zone. right? Smithfield's north zone. Though. No, it ain't. It's middle zone. Oh. North zone starts, I think, at one sixteen, which I think is that's north. definitely north zone. Nice. Okay, I think. It might, it's 36, 116. I thought Smithfield, well, it recently changed. I think it did years ago. So it, it changed zone. to middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, all I right. Think I, I could be. That well, could don't be right. listen to me. Check with your local, local game and fish. Yeah. But I figure out what zone you're in. So, Josh, you're you're prepping for a deer hunt this year. I'm prepping well, for a couple. A couple. I mean, you have your wife's come, like, rifle season. Yes. And then you have a Kansas tag. Yes, I do. But you were going to go into the store this weekend and stock up on some some extra deer processing yes. stuff. What when were you, you looking going for? Well, see, see, okay. One question at a time, Pat. Well, I didn't know if you and Gregory were going at the same time. I don't know. I didn't ask. Oh, Gregory's this weekend. Oh, you're not going no, this mine's weekend. In, mine's I, got, right I got a story season. about Gregory okay. going this weekend. Okay, so, yes, I've got my, I'm taking my wife on her first hunt. And so she passed her hunter safety course. And now it's time to get her geared up and ready to go. We're going to go out for rifle season in Missouri, opening weekend. And so I need to get her geared up with some clothing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I need to get basic deer hunting stuff. I've got everything to duck hunt. Your duck calls ain't working out there in the deer field? I don't think so. I've got no, I've got like no deer stuff. Probably get them to stop good. Give them a little quack. if They're running. Yeah. Make a noise. I can make a duck call sound like a grunt tube. You can do something. You might be able to make a duck call sound like a fawn bleat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you could. As a kid, you'd turn it around and you're <laughs> sucking in on the duck calling. Yeah. So I, what I was going to do is I was going to come into the store on Saturday, hook up with you, Patrick, yep. and uh, go over, like, attractants and some other Get processing, some of that. processing stuff. Get some essential and stuff. Get a gambrel and... Maybe a, a cleaning kit. Yeah, those cleaning kits are um, nice. One with like the little saw and I've cleaned some deer without those cleaning kits and like you are just you're you're not clean. Is it really that bloody? Well when you're gutting. Like yeah, I, I I mean I don't know how to well, not get my my arms and my jackets bloody. Yeah, here's the thing is the that, worst mistake is not having the arm length. Arm, really? Arm lengths are huge. And then the short ones over those, not under. You do over over because then it you can have dexterity dexterity. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I don't know if I told you guys this. If 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 my wife shoots a deer, she's gonna full on. I'm gonna make her go from shot to table. Wow. Why not? 
That's yeah. awesome. I know. I won't, I'm like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. So, but hey, yeah. I think it's awesome. I've only done one deer, and I kind of watched that happen. Oh, so it's just it, all, it'll be an experience for me, too. Just all doing it. Yeah, I remember my first time, and it was terrible. It was just a hack job. I was just I, <laughs> slicing I'll be, and dicing. I'll be good once the guts are out. Because I'm pretty good with like parting things. I've done a lot of squirrels. And, and the guts are It's just a big scary. squirrel. They're really not that bad. You just don't want to poke the guts or the. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just get a good knife and know the, which direction to hold the knife. And, you know. That's probably the. Not against not against the grain of the fur. Go with it. Just go up. Making not sure down. not to cut yourself when you're reaching up in there. Yeah. Yep. Get everything loose. And then you got to you know, open up that cavity and then you got to dive in with both arms. Just. Have to start pulling. Yeah. It'll be all right. Do you guys cut like up beneath the head? Do you cut the trachea and the esophagus there? Oh. I've, I've seen people do that. I reach up from I reach up from the inside. Yeah, inside I've seen that, but cut. I've also seen people do it from the outside. Never mm-hmm. Instead of way. reaching up inside, they I go like beneath the you... throat and then cut it there and then pull it. And just be cautious if you're gonna mount a deer. I mean, you're gonna need to your your shoulder mount needs to have as least amount of imperfections you know i'm not worried about that i don't think my wife wants just in case out. my dear saying could, that be a, could be a bruiser man yeah bruiser walks out you're getting mad could be that, regardless could be that deer that pat showed me on camera that was like really gnarly okay yeah. pat doesn't show me yeah. anything i'm gonna have like 30 people asking me yeah so we got a little shopping trip planned for saturday good that'd be yeah. sweet just get all geared up and i'd like to learn a little bit about attractants and I was telling you about the new Rogers biome. Not could no. test some out on you. Well, I was telling you about you were wearing the Rogers biome merino. Yeah, I've been wearing that. Yeah, so I was telling you about that. So that's a brand new merino waterfowl duck. We have two weights in it. I was really getting to talk about the primal waterproof, windproof jacket and bibs we have in youth, women's, and men's, and it is a great entry level jacket and bib for some for a lady or a kid to get out and hunt deer and ducks. It's kind of set up for both. It's windproof, waterproof. Oh, yeah. It's offered in bottomland and I think country DNA. Yeah, it's got like a brushed finish, too. It's got like a quiet brushed finish, so it's not loud for deer hunting. Be but perfect. But you could use yes. it duck hunting, too. It's just a great, and it's not an expensive piece. No. So it's a, just a great pay, great piece to look out this Saturday and see what you think. But there's also like, you know, she wanted to try the Tarek or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My only concern is that's what I wore Sunday. Did you? Mm-hmm. My wife doesn't have any insulated boots. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. What to, I don't want to buy two hundred dollar boots for her to wear twice. No, I don't think you. Oh, no, you won't be. I'll just say wear wear, wear an extra we pair of socks you, and we'll put a buddy looked, heater down. Have you, well, have you looked at the Elite Seven Mills? No. Then we might go down to her size potentially. And I'm more of a fan of lace up now. And that's a seven mil neoprene. Oh yeah, she has uh, hiking boots. I mean, do they have any? In- although it might be cold, yeah. So she depending might, on, I think there's a tip out there that that a lot of guys know is if you know if you want if you want to go out and enjoy it, make sure she's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Her toes are cold. You you're out of the stand, and she's never going again. So see, I don't have that problem though. Like my feet just don't get. Cold. I know. Little trick though, just get even if they're the mini hand ones, you stick. Like, I'll just use the hand warmers, the small ones, the two-pack, mm-hmm. and put one in the middle of my boot. Not for my toes, but right in the middle, kind of where your arch is. I got it. And idea. it just warms up. Oh, the, and if you need, I have I have those Arctic Shield, like, boot covers I got from those. a long time ago. 
Oh, yeah, like the booties? Slip them on. Those over. things really work. Really? I think I bought those one time because I was wearing like a 400-gram boot, which is normally what I like to wear. But it was like zero degrees in January, and I was going to sit in a deer stand. So I'm like, I'm just going to throw these in my backpack. And when I feel like I want them, and I think I used them, put your boots in there, close it up, and then your, your feet start to warm up by their own heat. By their own heat. Yep. Maybe I'll tell her to wear some Ugg boots. There you go. <laughs> her feet would be warm. As long as she doesn't want to get them muddy. Yeah. Huh? I mean, or, whatever. or bloody. Or bloody. What, what is she shooting? 243. 243. Nice. Like nice it. classic Woodstock, everything. No, it's a brand new Savage. Oh, okay. I think it's an Axis. Savage Axis. Is it black? It's all black. Yep. It's got a Vortex scope on it. Ooh. She ready to go. Did you go like a Crossfire or a Diamondback or... Uh, I think it's crossfire. Crossfire. Yeah. All sided in, ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hundred yards side in. She was putting holes in a quarter at hundred yards. Easy I, I need to get deal. trigger sticks. So on Saturday, don't let me forget trigger Ooh, sticks. We can get one of those. You want the scabbard? I don't know. Might as well. Yeah. Same thing, right? Got a good special. Yeah. Whatever you got a good with deal the scabbard. On. So yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hook you up. Oh yeah. So with all these hunting seasons and and everybody's. You know, the deer obviously is newer for you, but um, with all the waterfowl hunting and one of the things I think would be fun to go over, I kind of alluded to it earlier, is like superstitions, preparations, like things that you have to do. Um, Not traditional hunting practices? Yeah, I, I'm looking more, yeah, that side, like non-traditional stuff, like yeah, we all set our gear out, you know, and we look at it and we, you know, that's kind of normal. So, um, you know, maybe some things we have, I'm going to read off some stuff that people have. Before we go um, into what, the, what but, we read off, yeah. what sparked this conversation was um, a conversation we had with our boss saying that his brother-in-law had a deer property and he had a buddy hunting with him. And for some reason, this is way out there. If anybody's ever done this or had success at this, write in the podcast at rogersportinggoods.com. But he decided to hook a, like a speaker up to like a car battery around his deer hunting stand and play music nonstop for as long as that battery lasted to help the deer get used to like noise and sound and people and humans and voices and all that stuff. And then our boss's brother-in-law was all upset because all the deer on camera just disappeared. <laughs> so I don't know if it's working. I imagine it's not. Trying to prepare him for when he's watching TikToks in he the had tree the wrong stand. Music music channel on. Maybe maybe they don't, don't like know, whatever he like, was playing. Maybe they like classic R and B. Maybe they weird. want everything it's like so weird. Classic Kia B flat. I mean that is you know, beyond something I don't superstition. I understand the philosophy though. At least I what? can understand the noise of uh like i was telling you so my uncle lives on a farm and but it's also where he lives and works the farm is also where he hunts so the deer kind of get used to the sound of four wheelers and the trucks driving Mm -hmm. the trails to you know do all that so i understand the kind of that part of it i don't know about music that probably wouldn't be my first choice maybe the sound of a muffler I don't, you know. I don't know. It was music, talk radio, whatever, but. And I'm not. I don't I was know. I going to say, go talk to Dodge about the new uh, Banshee. 
Get some uh, engine sounds back there in the woods. That's a, yeah, like I could see the an engine sound, and um, you know, now granted, <laughs> the deer aren't standing there on the trail waving their hoof at you when they when, they, when <laughs> you go by, by, but yeah, but you know, they might not be as spooked because they're used to him riding the four wheeler, yeah. the farm truck, you know, back through the property. But I feel like this guy wanted this to be like an attractant. But he, not really yeah, like, maybe he went into it like, hey, I'm just going to play music all year. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just, and then the deer are going to get used to uh, uh, Hot 103 jams. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell yeah. I don't know. I've heard a story of a guy that used diesel as a cover scent. What? On his clothes? On his clothes. He poured diesel. That doesn't sound safe, and and we're not saying anything that we're talking about is something you should try at home. But yeah, just think. Yeah, I was going to say, don't don't do that. Well, don't his, the philosophy diesel. was is like farmers use diesel on all their equipment, right? And so, like naturally, farm equipment, and if you're around a farm, you might smell like diesel, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, horrible idea. That's don't, a terrible idea. I would pick something else. Don't cover yourself in diesel and light a cigarette in the tree stand. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. That's I can the same, just that's see the this same is guy going. <laughs> Dang. So yeah, we all got little. Those are pretty. That one was out there. Out there, types of ways of, of maybe trying to be successful, but yeah. Um, and some some others are more common, but yeah, if you guys have some that. You know, you want to bring up. Um, I think one that's really common is like eating the heart of your first deer. Like take a bite out of it. Oh, right. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to do Grab that. the heart. Um, I didn't. Uh, I'm going to opt out. Well, okay. So but, you're saying just eating it raw right after you yeah, pluck it. Yeah. Have you not seen that before where like if it's your first deer when you're cleaning it, you pull the heart out and take I a I think bite. I did do that when I was little. But or I do like know put the blood on your face. I do know the heart never makes it past the day of uh, of um, harvest for me. I'm really excited to it try. It goes it goes right into the skillet. Yeah, that's one thing I have never so eaten good. before, and I'm really excited to try heart little medallions. Like venison. Oh, like man. I've had duck heart and pigeon heart and dove heart and I've squirrel had, heart. Have you? I have not had a heart. I don't never. You've never to. eaten a squirrel heart? No, I don't plan to. One time, you don't, you don't want to try it. There's, uh, you try things, it. Nah, I don't know. There's we can some get you things to try in this it. World that well, I'm just okay. Dude, don't be not, uncivilized. Not we need to go go chicken Shut go and get a chicken livers, gizzards, and hearts. Can Pat? Can you bring in a heart this year? Or I will. Yeah, we throw it on some type of grill outside. Yep. Down. We got you. You can a little sliver, Hayden. I knew you wanted some. I'll get yeah. what you want. Ooh, it, it tastes so good. Why don't we make them it's into like tacos? Do a little carne, carne, carne asada. You can get behind tacos. So if they're heart tacos, if they're heart tacos, yeah, some lime, some carne asada, deer heart tacos. Ours is like we're we're processing the deer. We go inside, and you know, you warm it up, and then you just put little medallions of salt and pepper on the skillet, and just eat them with a fork, and then go back out and start cleaning the deer. (laughs) Is it really that good? Oh yeah, tender. tender? Oh yeah, I think the heart would be tough. It's like a. I'm trying to. It's not like a filet mignon, but it's kind of. It's kind of meaty. It's not a beefy. I don't know. Filet I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. I'm, I'm lacking of words. It's it's a firm texture, but it's so like it's organy. 
it's so soft you and think? supple, and it, it's not hard to chew. But so would you rather firm. have heart or tenderloin the day of? Well, we do both. Which one's better? Tenderloin is softer. Yeah, I'd say tenderloin's better, but heart's like right next to it. And I mean, backstraps, they're all up there. Little tongue? I haven't little done tongue tongue. slivers. Never Hayden, you want to eat a tongue? No, we'll never. Let's try it. We'll all do it. Let's all do it together. Yeah, I've never really done not it. helping the case of the of the heart here. Using the word soft and supple. I don't know about that. Like I'm just saying, it's like it's not hard to chew. It's a soft-hearted deer. You don't want to like. I don't know. It's not like chewing on, you know, you know, tar or something. It's it's easy to chew. I'm sure that's on the tongue. What about liver? Be. Big Is liver guys. Tough? Liver and onions, I like. Yeah, liver and onions is the way to do it. I guess I haven't had liver. I grew up in a on, long time. I, I grew up on your liver and onions. Yeah, yeah. you can mess it up. I probably just make them in good. Dog treats. Yeah. I'm not a picky eater, but like y'all are describing parts of an animal I'm that trying I've to, never considered touching. You have never eaten chicken livers? No. We need to go to go chicken go. Yeah, chicken gizzards. Anyways. Thanksgiving, I was always the one that was like. We'd work on the turkey and... You know what, he, he... Who actually cooks that little bag of organs? He, he's a kid that had the Hawaiian rolls with butter and mashed potatoes <laughs> and gravy. And cranberry. He no, I'm no not he didn't want anything. No cranberry have sauce? You, have you seen me? I'm not a piggy deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. I'm with you. I, I'm just... How do I explain oh. the, the heart? It's... I don't know. It's like... Uh, We're going to find out I'm gonna think. Year. I'm going to think about it. As we keep going. Okay. So there's there's one thing with my wife deer hunting that I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully happening, but I also hope it doesn't happen. But I'm hoping when we, she gets a deer mm-hmm. and we're cleaning it and the heart is just like exploded with the perfect bullet placement. Yeah. But then I wouldn't get to eat the heart. So right. But those are always a good shot. But that also. It is cool to see when you cut the heart out and you have like a little cut. It's just like exploded at the top end of it. Archery hunting though is cool Usually when you not. see that nice. The little crisscross going straight through the heart. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I, I do have a question. A little off topic. But I was wondering this. So we've got the rifle sighted in 100 yards. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'd say probably the furthest shot we would have to make is 200 yards. Uh-huh. Perfect. How, where would I tell her just to Just hold aim? on to it. Just just put the crosshairs so on So everybody it. sights theirs Mid. in differently. Mm-hmm. So I sight mine in. Gosh dang it. Okay, I'm going to mess this up. But, so don't take exactly what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm pretty close. So we used to do the 100-yard sighting in with my dad. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, which is still 100 yards, so walking down there, checking it, coming back, doing all that. So we sight in our rifles at 25 yards. Okay. And we um, we sight in two inches high. It's either dead on or two inches high at 25 yards. Okay. Is how we sight in. Mm-hmm. And then anything out to 200 yards, um, might be a little more than that, you just hold right on. Because okay. that bullet's still rising, and yep. it doesn't fall down even out to then. Uh, so the part I can't remember um, is if, if it's dead on at 25 or two inches high at 25. I'll text him while we're talking and see if he'll respond. Okay. It's going um, to be a little bit But different. I like that because it's 25 <clears throat> yards, and most of your shots on most farms around here, you know, you're not yeah. in the high country, you're not mountains, you're not You're not K- making a 600-yard shot. 
well, most time you're not even doing 200 yard shots, honestly. Yeah. Um, you're not dealing with extreme verticals. You're not in Kansas where it's long fields. You know, you might be. Um, so, anyways, that's what we do. But everybody does it different. So there, don't. I'm so not 100 yard zero, 200 yard shot. There just hold it dead nuts and yeah. But there is some it. stuff online, and I don't know if you guys were all shooting 30 out sixes or 270s or 300, whatever. And it, each bullet has a little bit of a different rise and drop and all that stuff, and you can find all that stuff out online. You can look, you put the, your exact bullet in, and I don't know exactly where. I can just I just go in the Google and start figuring out the questions to ask, but you can kind of figure out. People have done exactly what you've done. They've sighted in their rifle at 100, and then they have all these ballistic stuff online that you can figure out what your holdover, and it's probably nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, do you aim just a little bit low to account for a little bit of a flinch from the shot? I don't. Or do you just no. hold it, hold it straight? I hold it dead, dead center behind mid, the mid body, behind the shoulder. Heart, yep. uh, you're looking I for try a to do off. close, to, with a rifle, I hold it even closer than I would with a. That is true. With a bow. With a uh, bow, because gun's going to go all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to break down that shoulder. Yeah. Quartered um, away, you're going to save that shoulder meat. Yeah. But archery hunting, obviously, yeah, the perfect shot is up tight to the armpit, low, hold low, hold tight, mm-hmm. and be right on. You know, you get some lung, you get the heart, yeah. you know, and it's like perfect. But it's for a, me, it's a low point for the blood to Just in out. case. Yeah. And, yeah, the worst is hitting high and behind. And the cavity just fills. And Yeah, because the cavity fills. Not that they're not going to expire. Expire. Great word. Great word. But so gentle. Just for mistakes, because they happen, mm-hmm. um, I like to go mid-body right behind, you know, the shoulder. And then I know I've got some fluctuation just in case. Yeah. And every deer I've... I've just been lucky. Every deer I've taken with a bow, um, I've recovered fairly quickly. Yeah. Like nothing's gone over a hundred yards. It's all been less than a hundred. The last, the last um, two deer I shot with my bow, so, I watched them expire from my tree stand. Like, and I'm not even saying like I watched them at a hundred yards. I watched them at like 40, 50 yards. Gotcha. Um, they didn't know what happened and they just laid down. I was by a creek, so they laid down by a creek, and I just, I was within sight of them. What I try to do is visualize, though, um, a line through the deer, so I know entry, my exit point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, and we can get into some debates, too, later, like, you know, a big one is a straight-on shot, you know? Do you take it, do you not? Gun versus bow, um, the face-and-away shot. I call it the Texas heart the shot. Texas heart shot. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of debates, mechanical versus yeah, solid. Yeah. Oh, Some yeah. guys, I I know a rep, and he will not shoot anything but mechanical. No matter. Really? And I know people who will not touch a mechanical. And I I prefer um, um, a solid broadhead. I shoot G5 Montex, and I have forever, but. Um, I mean, that's a solid. I mean, that's a broadhead that's been on the market forever, and it works. Yeah. But, yeah, it comes down to one, shooting and being the right shot, like, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, whoa, obviously some do fly better than others. I get it. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, a little off topic there. I've killed a lot of deer with a 
rage two blade sure so superstitions um so i'm gonna read off some here and uh and then a few that i wrote down and and i wanted to bring up something else too but um so this comes from a subreddit r slash hunting traditions um more on the superstition side but um so the first one is uh they say i can't be told good luck and i sleep with my class ring and watch on the night before i don't know what hunting but that's um, all like superstitious stuff yeah, that's a superstition thing. So uh, they don't want to be told good luck. I've actually known some people, they're like, man, you know, don't say good luck. Like, Don't say like, oh, you're going you're gonna to get one today, Johnny. You're going out there, yeah. I just, I can feel it. Well, you, It's like the in football or whatever. He's never missed a, yeah, he's never, a field goal under 40, and then boom. Yeah, the moment the announcer says that, it's. I don't know how many times. It happens every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one's not too crazy. Um, Just some, he must have, he must have shot a deer with his class ring and his watch on, or he something did, yeah, like that, yeah, whatever. Yep, exactly. Um, the second one says um, that they stomp some apples before you walk into the woods for deer season. So they stomp on some apples. I got, so I got a second one of that. So they they don't they're not baiting, right? They're not putting the apples out in the woods. They're stomping on apples like. Well, if they live out there and maybe they have an apple orchard. So are you baiting then? It's no different. Like you plant corn over the apple. Right. Maybe some just fell off or just, or every deer season, like got to go buy our bag of apples Mm -hmm. for the season. So, so we put one out on the front porch and stomp on it before we head out. So I was talking to Mario Friendy from final approach. We I don't know why he was asking about some duck hunting questions in December, but we also, talking about deer hunting and he was talking about a guy who would smoke an apple and eat it or something like that but he would smoke an apple like on a smoker i think or he so like put no, it in no. a corn cob pipe no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no I, a couple slices no it might have it might it might have been some type of cooking of an apple to where he gets their aroma like on him and his clothes and then he goes and hunts i think it was roasting roasting i think you said he roasted an roasted apple. an apple and then he he did a little, and then he's so sticky. Yeah, I don't oh. know. Granny Smith? Are we talking like uh, you know, Red Delicious, mm. Honey Crisp, Honey Crisp? That's my go-to. Fuji, not the sweetest, <laughs> but they're not real, real tart. Um, so yeah, stomping on apples, roasting apples, yeah, getting that smell. Yeah, the smell I could see. I mean, they put apple aroma in lots of. What do you think the legality is on that Vapple Windicator stuff? I still got one at home. Do you really? I've never used it. It was a Vapple, um, but it was the white acorn. Yeah, I have the same so one. So you can check the wind, but it also but is an acorn, aroma. It's acorn dust, and it's a smell. Yeah. Huh. It smells delicious. It smells amazing. Oh, my gosh. But I don't know. Anyways, I just think, like, it's, I don't know, can you bait with acorns? Or is that a is that yeah? Or is I that just know. part of the woods? I mean, how could you check not? with your local game and fish? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but it's a yeah, it's like a big bottle of Windicator, but it's acorn smell and it, it just has goes. the biggest Windicator ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. One of those big things that gold bond attractants and uh, deterrents have always been confusing to me. This whole deterrence. Yeah, he's, he's, you, well, have, he's, you have some things that are 
Maybe, well, not necessarily deterrence, more like the, the scent eliminators for yourself, like scent thief, mm. that kind of yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, all of it has just always been confusing to me because you guys are talking about how there's all these really good scents when it comes to deer stuff. And, and then, then Aiden opens a bottle of deer piss deer back here. And then he opens <laughs> up some, yeah, and he's like, this smells good. Although, and I might have said this before, one of my favorite times of year is coming up at the store the week of shopping leading up to the rifle mm-hmm. opener, the deer scent aisle. It smells like a oh. mixture of everything or fresh earth. Yeah, it's just like. You got fresh earth, you got dough and heat. There's just a <laughs> smell going on in there. Well, here's my question, Patrick. And I love it. Do people come into the store after opener? And are you selling more attractants that week? No, it's all before, right? It's all before? Uh, yeah, most of it's before. And then... But I think um, you'd get those guys that went out, like, opening weekend, didn't see anything. But like, that, oh, the week leading stuff. up, and then the... What is it? The week during? Nine day, um Ten day. However right? long the yeah. rifle. So, the basically, those three weeks, though, the week of, and then, like, the, the two weeks of deer season, mm-hmm. we sell every <laughs> kind of deer pee. In almost all of it, in those three weeks, there's as you start running out of certain ones, people want pour more pegs they do not care. One. Yeah, you know, by the end you've got twenty pegs of one kind left, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, that'll work." <laughs> and I could just, I always imagine like this fog on opening morning over the state of Missouri. <laughs> That'd be one of great just mist and dough urine so that's what i smell yeah that's one great cinematic video you could do like the just an orange army just with like buck bombs and stuff (laughs) spraying in the air around the state (laughs) and then you just see this cloud coming from missouri oh man you're driving down the highway (laughs) honey what is that must be the wildfires in canada opening day sweetheart (laughs) um yeah so uh number three is uh, I thought this was kind of funny, but my secret to success is a leftover fried pork chop sandwich. So that's his uh, huh. or hers that's breakfast. They just I'd have rather eat that than a little, little fried pork chop. You better make sure you get those in time so that way you have uh, leftovers. Yeah. Um, the number four is, uh, and I'm guessing this is for a waterfowl based off their name, but... A Butterfinger in a Blue Gatorade. It's what I had on my first time ever hunting as a little kid and have brought it with me ever since. Hmm. Um, it's right up your alley, Patrick. But there is like a go-to, you know. Yep. Everybody has like a go-to snack. We kind of oh, talked yeah. about it in the uh, snack podcast. Man, I don't know if I do have – I don't know if I have one. Some days I'm feeling like the little cups of pineapple, and some days I'm feeling the cups of donut holes. It just depends. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, this one for deer hunting, we always had a Twinkie, uh, uh, before it hit in the stand. So now are we talking real cold or like, you know, just off the shelf, you put them Twinkies in the freezer. Mm, if you haven't tried that, put you a Twinkie in the freezer overnight and then have it the next day. I think we talked about it on that snack podcast about, you know, depending on what time of the year it is, you might pack different snacks. Yeah. Some of them will get it frozen. Right. Yeah, I'll put nutty bars in the freezer. Ooh. I like that. Uh, this person won't go out with an odd number of shells. Hmm. 
Wow. So, which is that's interesting. Which is odd because they come in an odd number if you're duck hunting. Yeah, twenty five. And deer is usually an even number. Well, unless usually like twenty. Unless you're buying mm-hmm. tungsten box of ten. True. True. But your standard twenty five round box just throws one away. Every you gotta time. call your buddy. Yeah, you got. <laughs> yeah, here you can have this one. Yeah, I can't have that. Um, let's see here. You talked about eating the heart, mm-hmm. um, the blood on the face. Yep, that's a big one. Yep. I know a lot of people do that. Um, let's see. This person, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, this person's buddy wears a Marvin the Martian winter hat with a pom-pom and long tassels on the way to duck hunting every time. I'm like, all right. <laughs> El Marvin the Martian, remember? Yeah. Yeah. On a left field, dress up in a costume, and I, you know, we we're talking about costumes. The Pikachu, but those one? people do. Um, apparently, that guy does it every year. The Pikachu guy, uh huh. So he didn't. We we're trying to get a picture of him, so because he comes to the store, but it, that's his thing. Is every Halloween weekend he dresses up as something superhero and he's in the deer stand twenty yeah. feet up. Yeah. Spider-Man. Did you say what he's doing this year? I don't know. Or I guess what he did do. Unless he just after stays with the Pikachu outfit. But every year he dresses up in a costume. I'm guessing it's different. So, um, This person uh, kisses the bullet before putting it in the muzzle loader, and they blow on the primer before putting it in during hunting. Kind of odd. I mean, we all got, we all got different ones. Um, I was trying to think of one that I do, one that I need to pay attention to is making sure I have toilet paper. (laughs) Um, yes, but I'm trying to think I've done, oh, I did write down a couple. Um, so this, this, uh, lady started a tradition in her family, um, and, uh, it's picking up a pine cone before they hunt so she uh on one hunt whatever she saw i think they were elk hunting which is why so and she picked up a pine cone and like had success and then like a week later her dad was on a trip and she told her dad pick up a pine cone you know see if it'll work and supposedly the dad picked up the pine cone and then it worked and then her mom did so now the whole family they pick up a pine cone when they're out and they only hunt where pine cones are Yep. So, yeah. Uh, I thought this one was interesting. This person who duck hunts, they don't eat any spicy foods the day before um, or the ducks can smell them. Wise decision. It's not because the ducks will smell you. It's because you're going to have an emergency. because your buddy smells you. There was a guy on Reddit. I chose to omit his story because of the language that he used in Reddit. But to give a synopsis, he ate a large or he eats a large beefy bean burrito. Dang! Every night before, before no, he not out. gonna happen. No, not <laughs> me. I've had a few uh, close calls due to eating buffalo wild wings the night before a hunt. Okay, you ever been driving down the interstate looking for a truck stop? <laughs> Yeah, but that's just normal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, what are we talking about here? Everybody knows that if you've paid attention to any of these podcasts. Uh, my dad responded back. So this 
That way I get it right. So at 25 yards, and he learned this from his brother, my uncle, who was in the military. Okay. Um, so you hold right dead on, right on at 25 yards, which is awesome because sighting ends right there. Yep. Um, and at 25 yards, if you're holding right on, it'll be one or two inches high at 100. So you're still well within the kill zone. Mm-hmm. And at 300, you're dead on. It's back down. But so roughly, I've heard I've heard of people doing like so a 50 yard cool. zero, mm-hmm. where it's dead on at like 200. Yeah. So same kind of concept. Yeah. So even at a hundred, yeah, you're a couple inches high. Yeah, but, but you're deer's right heart there. Is that big. Well, even the kill zone. You know. You got ten, a pretty decent ten window. inch circle, especially with a rifle. And then at 300, you don't have to worry about. You know what I mean? You just hold dead on at 300. You don't have to worry about the... So, in all reality, most people are shooting deer under 300 yards. Yeah. If you're and sighted, I would say if most you're people... at like 100, just hold it on where you want the yeah. bullet to go. And, and I would say most people sight in at 100 traditionally, mm-hmm. at least from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I think there's some new stuff coming out And that's out how now. I learned. Yeah. You know. But like Chandler was saying, obviously, too, you can get really, you know intricate with the different um calibers that are out there your grains and, and your all speed. that yeah so well, and it also happens like it, your your zero can change if you're sighting with a hot barrel or a cold barrel too mm-hmm. um yeah one thing that we do um uh we try to do at the store because typically opening day um we're working at the store on saturday mm-hmm. um is and I've done this though going deer hunting at least when I was younger. Um, we play a certain song, uh, the Turdy Point Tur- Buck. Turdy Point Buck. The Turdy Point Buck. Oh, I'm geez. gonna get that Turdy Point Buck oh, or whatever. Yeah, I can't make the sound. But and Hayden has never heard this song before. You've never heard the song? Look it up. We gotta play it. Oh my god! Do we have that capability? I don't know if it's like on ready to go. To That's all right. Songs, but, um, but uh, we could, uh, could you connect? We'll the, jam out to that to the, song at the store. Try to connect your phone to the board as we keep talking. Be quite honest. But we jam out to that song at the store. I'm not going to play all of it. No, he's going to no. hook it up to where it's like coming through the board. Yeah, just give him a second. Yeah, try. Oh, okay. Um, and if not, we'll come. We'll 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 come back. But we it. jam out to that at the store we'll, on opening day. We might end this podcast with that song. What yeah, it's connected. Uh, what's the name of it? Thirty, 30 point buck. buck. And you will have to. But I say it with the twang. The thirty, 30 point. The oh, thirty yeah. point mine? buck. Oh, um, it's it's a good question. It's probably the first uh, result. It's the song by the Bananas at Large. D- it's actually the thirty point buck. Yeah, don't spell it. And you know, it's, it's not. Yeah, that's it's it. Not so much the heat is it is the gosh darn humidity. And that's, you know, that's, copyright strike for this one. The you, you I, I think we have to like talk a little bit. But it's a great. So on. What's the main? What's the main part of it? Just pause it. We'll get to that at the end. Um, there's a main. It's the whole thing's the main part. He's describing his deer hunting. And it's extravaganza. He's got like six, kicked off my boot, words. fired with my big toe. I was dirty, hairy, John Wayne, G.I. <laughs> Joe. Anyways, you got the whole thing memorized. I did a. Is it playing on your phone? No, no. It was about to. Okay, I, I, just, um, I heard it. 
Oh, keep going. No, that was, that was Pat. That was me singing uh, it. No, 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 no. I know. Well, yes, I'm aware of that. Yeah. So when I was young, I visited my grandparents, mm-hmm. and that song was really popular then. Yep. Um, 92, actually, is when the song came out. So I would have been... I went up there after the song came out a couple years, but I was like 11, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And they videotaped me. I dressed up and I Is did a, I did a whole routine singing this song. Oh, geez. Little song and dance. Little song and dance. <laughs> I'm the songbird of my generation. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's one thing. Um, watch out. Hey, no, get that footage. People watch... Uh, <laughs> certain videos though like the night before how many hunting camps you're popping in hunting dvds you know Mm -hmm. watching uh you know whatever i just thought about that the other day if i wanted to watch any of the old hunting dvds you had to break out the xbox or playstation i don't have a single thing in my house that would play it you can get a dvd player for like 15 bucks yeah yeah i guess so probably online Mm-hmm. The thrift store. But you don't yeah, have a gaming okay. system? No. It's just, I just have a PC where. Gaming systems don't have disc slots anymore. Yeah, they do. Well, mine well, does. What about the. Yeah, they do. That the Xbox. PS5 and the Series X have. Oh, the they Series do. X have okay, fine. The expensive ones have it. <laughs> Which ones don't? Oh, like. like what other game consoles like, are you Isn't there like a 360 or oh, something that doesn't have it? Like, uh, My Xbox doesn't have a CD slot. What Xbox do you have? It's like a. I've got the cheap one, Xbox S360 oh, or something oh, okay. like that, or maybe I don't. Maybe 360. That's a long time ago. 360. Dang. 360 Ooh. days. The yeah. N64. That was the last console I had. <laughs> That's like the best console ever. The N64. Yeah. I hate to make you feel old. The Xbox One is the console that put the 360 out, and that yeah. came out in 2013. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, man. One thing that I do like i like the hype and so some people just talk about it's not as much a superstition but like the mindset like when you're going in that day the positiveness the Mm -hmm. you know like hey it's like you're going to disneyland you know you don't know what's gonna happen and uh so being positive yeah um what do we got left that's it for that but i wanted to bring up this is not a superstition. This is more on the hazing side. Um, and no, we're not advocating hazing. I just don't know what to call it. Um, it's really a joke thing that a lot of people do. But have you all... Oh, we could take him. I'm guessing he doesn't know. Have you two ever been snipe hunting? Yes. No. You've been snipe hunting, though? Yeah, we shot one last week. I do, I, I've never been, like, after it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We did. No. I mean, you can I understand that they're technically. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Snipe hunting? No. Snipe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Snipe. 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 Should we take Hayden snipe hunting? Or I'll just explain it because now Why don't I've you talked explain about it. Because I'm. Well, anyways, on, you just take a, them out in the this woods is with a, a flashlight, right? Folklore oh, joke yeah. thing that's been around since the 1840s, which I didn't realize. Big in North America, so. Usually, like, my family always did it on family reunions and things. The newest members or or people that were there uh, celebrating, we would hype up going snipe hunting, um, which kind of looks like a woodcock burn. So you'd go out in the middle of the woods, 
and you'd have flashlights and <laughs> and bags or a, you know little potato sacks and especially the kids because they'd fall for it and we're like all right we're going snipe hunting you gotta be real quiet walking out here you know and we'd play games and um and you'd do like different calls for like <laughs> snipes like we would just make stuff up like my aunt yeah just be like and like just do <laughs> random noises and then oh, i haven't heard it so this is the thing since the 1840s people uh-huh. would you take people take snipe hunting and you would have or, fun oh, oh it's yeah. great and then you would like you know my aunt she just went full on into it really like i got one you know <laughs> She's got the bag, and it's oh, she's probably got like a stick in the yeah. bag or something, or a pine cone mm-hmm. rattling around in there. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you can look it up. Um, but if you've uh, if you enjoy the outdoors, next time you're out at a at a, on a camping trip or a family function, uh, mm-hmm. you got to take the some people snipe hunting. So uh, it's kind of fun. Yep. But I ran across that looking up hunting superstitions. <laughs> So, so Josh, you, you you got a, your wife's deer hunt rifle, Missouri, but you have a rifle hunt in Kansas later on. That's probably December or something, right? Yes. Okay, and then and then you're you got just your hometown yep. bow hunting I'll and be rifle hunting. hunting. Yeah, and rifle hunting, and then I'll mix in some muzzle duck or hunts coming up. Yeah. Um, no muzzle loader. Yeah. Nope. Um, what about pistol? Um, I probably not. I'd probably just take my bow. Yeah, during that's, like that's an alternative all. season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a deer hunt in Texas this year. Oh, nice. Ooh. That's in. You're spending some time down in Texas this year. Uh, you know, did the man. turkey hunt in Texas. Yep. Dove hunt. You did dove hunt. Did you do a fishing trip yet this year? Because typically you'll go down there. I don't know. Hold on. I thought no, you were fishing there in the spring. I don't think I did. Or but no, not I, like a tree went down to, you know, Lake Fork. Yeah, I, I don't know if I went down to Lake Fork this but year. But you did like turkey and dove, right? Yeah. I did turkey and dove. And, and now you're going to get deer. Deer. And the funny thing is, is Gosh, all of dang. it. You think he lives down there. All of this is in like this radius because it's the same area. Like all of it is like that is same crazy. airport, same area, just driving different directions. Wow. Yeah, and it's not the same place, huh? But you know, did I tell you when I was dove hunting down at my family's place in West Texas Midland, we went to my grandfather's farm, which they've had since the twenties, and tons of turkey signed there. I think they were big snipes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We found the feathers; they were huge. They look like turkey feathers, but they were snipes. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but tons of turkey tracks. Yeah, feathers, tracks. And did you know there was turkeys there? No, never been there. All of a sudden, never. Boom. This is the first time I've ever been there in my whole life. Well, I say did that. they know I can't that? remember because I have a terrible memory when I was a kid. Um, did they know there was turkeys there? Not really. So we got a turkey migration. Well, I'm just, yeah, it's West Texas Rios or whatever. But I didn't know they were there. I could always Dang. head huh. down there and. So we all got stuff going on. Yep. That's awesome. But bow hunting in Missouri, and then that that's an either-or bow rifle option in in Texas. So I don't know okay. yet what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. More than likely, I'm going to want to sh- hunt with a bow. 
But why? It's the thrill, man. Dude, the 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 and Hayden and there's an adrenaline rush to bow hunting that I can't explain and I've never had anything else on the face of the earth match it. Yeah. Not nothing. Yeah. And and rifle, it doesn't it it doesn't do the same thing as a deer within 20 yards of you not knowing that you're there and you are at that point to where if you make a simple mistake of like making a noise, you know, doing moving too fast that you're busted. So you are in like your ultimate predator mode and you're just your heart's pumping, your adrenaline's rising, your knees are buckling, you know, all of it's going on. And then that moment you shoot the deer, it's just, it just blows yeah, I up think, in excitement. I think just knowing that I have to allow this animal to come in, like for me, 40 yards and under, mm-hmm. and typically under 30. Um, I mean, I feel confident at 40. Yeah. Um, I typically, I'm not doing over that, but knowing that I have to allow that the things I've seen the adrenaline like what's close to it for me would be like a giant tom turkey spitting and drumming all the way inside 10 yards of you yeah but you know or like a bull elk mm-hmm. bugling just in your face right in your face yeah. it's just that close encounter it's that that ultimate yeah. predator like you're completely at your best right then and there I guess I get it because for like, that one moment, yeah, you've got stick and string. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I shot a turkey with my bow a couple of years ago. I was like, right. yeah, I don't think I want to shoot him with a shotgun again. Like it was so exhilarating. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Were you? Was it? Were you amped up? Like was it like? Because sometimes like shot, was, I mean, shotgun hurting a turkey. I mean, you get a little excited, but like something with the bow and it was and I had to calm my nerves more with a bow. Oh, you do, yeah. But it was also one of those moments where it's just like I look up and they're there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get in when rifle season opens, I will go out there. Yeah. I'm going to pick up the rifle the and go. The old boomstick. Yeah. And I'm going to and I'm going to do that. What's your caliber of choice? Um, so I grew up on a 30-06, which I still have. And then I also shoot a 65 Creedmoor mm. as well. When did you switch switch um, the 6.5? So I've been using that the past few years. I was able to win that oh, at a, a NWTF banquet. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why what, not? Is it, what was it, a Savage or a... Um, it was a Browning. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, but it's nice. It's heavier than my thirty out 6 really? The gun itself is... it is a wood, Woodstock? Woodstock. Yeah. Um, so but I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm looking at a, a super action. light, super light, light action rifle. So I can use it potentially for out west. I'll tell you what I can't I know we're we're closing up here, but I can't um I can't believe when I was younger my thirty out six was a semi automatic. Oh really? Yeah, and I'm looking back like that was probably not the best. Are you shooting them with an M one? <laughs> young kid just to be out you know what I mean? Yeah. And Pat- now Patrick's out there shooting deer with a M one grand. With the bolt action, at least you have to mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's some time. There's a leg. I'm not just boom, boom, you know. Yeah, I do. So. I do hear those those shots in the woods. You're like one, two. Oh, okay, three, four. Okay, five. <laughs> You're like, like. Can you run dogs in Missouri? Uh-uh. Uh, no. Pat knows. I don't. Uh, no, you can't. Can you um, for tracking? Can you do deer drives in Missouri? Yes. Okay. 
I, I think I might have got those flip flops, yeah, but I didn't know. Bring for sure. the kids out. They're your dog. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love deer drives. I like being the driver. Yeah, you do. Yeah, because you just go slow. You walk twenty yards and stop, because that's a lot of times what deer are waiting for. Because there's a lot of times when I started doing drives, I would just walk and never stop. Mm-hmm. And you walk right by a deer. I mean, I've seen him belly crawl 10 feet from me. Really? Trying to go out the backside. And so what you'll, I learned that taking your time and stopping every so often, because then the deer see you stop and they're like, uh-oh. They're there. Yeah. So then they get up and move. But a lot of times the driver gets an opportunity. Yeah. Anyways. So uh, there's this spot that I've squirrel hunted a lot. And every single time we go squirrel hunting there, we get within like 20, 30 yards of a deer. Yeah. And there's been times where I've thought, you know what, maybe I should go out in like January during the rifle season, the antlerless season. Yeah. Go squirrel hunting, but keep a slug in my pocket. Except on the public spot, which is muzzleloader only. No, this is a different spot. Oh, okay. I'd be able to shoot a slug. Wouldn't that be sweet? Oh, yeah. I got Why not? I got to do it. Mm-hmm. But the, if you can do it, getting do it. a deer out of there would be a bear. Well, if I'm around, call me. All right, we'll figure it out. You got a so. Rogers Rogers deer cart? I don't know if the deer cart would work. It's really hilly. Yeah, you can do the old backpack system. Yeah, yeah. get the deer drag where you. I was just gonna drag it. Just grab, well, yeah, grab the back legs it. and yeah. Ugh. What you got to do is you got to gut it. Then you turn the legs into backpack straps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just think about how cool that'd be, though. You're like, you're, I'm going squirrel hunting, but if I see a deer, it's fair game. Pop one in. Mm-hmm. You got the tags, do it. So, That's anyways, it. there you go. Um, appreciate everybody joining us this week, and uh, be safe always out there. Um, whatever you're doing, if you're in a tree stand, wear a harness. Uh, always, always identify what you're shooting at. Um, enjoy the outdoors. Wear your enjoy, life jacket. Yeah, enjoy being out there with family and friends and the camaraderie that it brings. And uh, and we love to hear about all your stories. So tag us if you can and, and uh, make sure you jump on all of our social medias. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Like, subscribe, like I said earlier, on our YouTube channel. Share it. Anything you, wanna, know. Yeah. anything you want to talk to us about, podcast.com. We, we do a lot of uh, videos, product reviews, and stuff like that you know um about new stuff coming out or stuff people have been asking to see so comparison videos and fun videos and challenges and um so check it out we enjoy everybody listening as always uh, we couldn't do it without you so um be safe while you're out there and until next time peace hayden drop the music oh yeah the song i think we have to comment on it as it's playing to Ooh, not it's like, a review. get in trouble yeah, we're reviewing the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're commentating on it. Hey, turn it up. There you go. Yeah, here, we're, is this the beginning, right? Oh, we're kind of. But I'm just, because I'm envisioning. He's sitting around a deer camp explaining to his buddy, you know, the night before. So I just didn't, he's all sitting there just... You know, telling his buddies, hey, this happened, you know, you're talking, yeah, you're know. saying, 
since all your clothes smell like campfire? How many people have come into the store and they smell like campfire in their deer hunting clothes? Which isn't a bad. How do you do? I got the deer hunter wrapping tail for you. I'm so excited. It's my favorite time of year. I love to freeze my buns chasing trophy deer. <laughs> He's got. I love this song. Oh, yeah, Anthony. Is this what you turn up to in the car? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the hunting is my life. It's my chance to drink beer and get Travis Scott. Nope. The Turdy Point Buck. Yeah. This is it. Maybe how about you and me? Oh, yeah. And the people laughing. It's such a great song. And it was a huge hit. Right? Yeah, it was, it's still it's still a classic. Come to the store on Saturday. You'll be off. And we'll be jamming this song. True. We don't have to listen to the whole thing. We'll, we'll be jamming to this song on opening day at the store. The Dirty Point Buck. Dirty Point Buck. That's it. Anyways, till next time. See Enjoy. Ya.